Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. Hard to believe, but we're heading into the home stretch of June. And this is your morning buzzcast for Monday, June 20th. Good morning. I'm Abe Madcor. Hope everybody had a good weekend, ready for the week ahead. Well, if you watched the trophy presentation of the U.S. Open on Sunday, you saw Mike Wan praise the country club in Brookline. He praised the city of Boston and the fans. And it sure seems that Mike Wan would love to bring this major championship back to Boston in the future. If you're the USGA, you had to feel very good about the championship. The weather was great. There were no delays. The leaderboard was dominated by some of the world's best players and some of the game's youngest stars. It all came down to a wild back nine on Sunday, and the course was brutal. Golfers said it was one of the hardest courses they've ever played. And in the end, the quite likable Matt Fitzpatrick became just the second male golfer to win a U.S. Amateur and the U.S. Open on the same course. Who else did it? Yes, Jack Nicholas. It was really fun to watch Fitzpatrick, who's 27 from England, just escape over the 25-year-old Americans, Will Zalatoris and Scotty Scheffler. You could see afterwards how popular Fitzpatrick was or is among his fellow golfers, and he came across as quiet, uh, reserved, but an easy smile, and boy, is he competitive. Fitzpatrick is now number 10 in the world in the men's world golf rankings, and we will likely see more of him in the future. But as I watched yesterday, I kept thinking about these young players who are playing so well on the men's golf tour. And now you have this rivalry between Live Golf and the PGA Tour. These young players are the ones that Jay Monahan and the PGA Tour are betting on and are desperate to keep on the PGA Tour. But overall, a very good weekend for golf and a good weekend for the USGA. Let's shift to the NBA because the final numbers are in for the NBA Finals, and they are, well, they're fine. I thought the ratings would be stronger considering the matchup, but none of the games were very close. So in the end, the NBA Finals averaged 12.4 million viewers for six games on ABC. And yes, those numbers are far better than the last two finals, but they don't match up with the numbers seen in years before the pandemic. SBJ's Austin Karp has been following the NBA ratings all season. He broke down the final ratings, and this is what he showed in terms of the trends that he's seeing. The six-game Warriors-Celtics series is up 25% from last year's Bucks-Sun series. Remember, that was in July. This year's numbers are up 66% from the all-time low for Lakers' heat in 2020. That was in October from the Disney World bubble. But after those two COVID-impacted seasons, the Warriors-Celtics is the least-watched NBA Finals since 2007. That was the Spurs' sweep of the Cavaliers, which averaged just over 9 million viewers. So this year's finals, Warriors-Celtics, is even down 18% from Raptors-Warriors in 2019. So while they were good numbers, I thought they would be better. 
And now the NBA goes into its offseason. NBA draft, of course, is Thursday night. Let's shift to a new league, a new professional three-on-three hockey league. Three Ice made its debut Saturday night in Las Vegas. The games consist of two eight-minute halves. There's no hitting or fighting allowed. Week one of the tournament went off well for Three Ice. It will now visit eight cities over the next two months before returning to Las Vegas for its playoffs and league championship. So these are one-day tournaments. They're televised by CBS Sports Network, and it continues a trend that we've talked about on the Buzzcast. Startup sports looking to grab hold of a niche audience, trying to stand out in terms of a new format, new presentation, new delivery, and that's what they're looking at with Three Ice. Like I said, they'll continue through the summer over the next two months before returning to Las Vegas for the playoffs and league championship. We'll keep our eye on the progress of three ice. Well, it looks like we will see another Haslam enter the ranks of team ownership as former Tennessee Governor Bill Haslam is expected to become majority owner of the Nashville Predators over the next few years. So he is in the process of eventually buying a majority stake of the franchise from Herb Fritch, who is chair of Predators Holdings. Predators Holdings right now is an ownership group of 17 individuals. So now over time, Bill Haslam will become the majority owner of that franchise. The team acknowledged that it will take a few years for Haslam to obtain a majority stake in the franchise, but this is very good news, I think, for the Predators. Bill Haslam, incredibly well regarded. He served as Tennessee governor from 2011 through 2019. Like I said, very well respected in that market. His brother is Jimmy Haslam, who is owner of the Cleveland Browns. But this is good news for the Predators because remember, at one time, this team, it was around 2007, this team was rumored to be relocating to Canada. But this current ownership group, has done a great job in making sure that the Predators are embedded in the Nashville community. The team is very established in the market, and now they will get a very well-respected leader in Tennessee to take over this franchise, and that has to be considered very good news. So Bill Haslam in the process of gaining majority control of the Nashville Predators. Let's move on. A big change announced late Friday at One Team Partners, one of the more successful companies in sports business in the last few years. Founding CEO Ahmad Nassar is leaving the company and Senior Vice President Malika Underwood, who was a 2021 SBJ 40 Under 40 honoree, was named as the interim CEO. Nassar steps down immediately, but he will remain connected to the board and the company to ensure a strong transition to Underwood. Now, this news comes as Redbird Capital Partners looks to finalize the sale of its roughly 40% stake in One Team Partners. Remember, One Team Partners is the uh, athlete marketing and licensing company. It was formed in 2019 in conjunction with the NFLPA and the MLBPA. The ultimate buyer of Redbird's interest is not known at this time, but right now the company is valued, one team partners is valued at $2.5 
$2 billion. That's amazing because at launch, the value of the company was $320 million. So Ahmad Nassar has done a great job in terms of leading the growth of One Team Partners. Like I said, it's been one of the most impressive growth stories in all of sports business. Nassar had a long history at the NFLPA, and he used his expertise to play a key role in forming One Team Partners, which was founded to give unions um, more flexibility to pursue rights and licensing deals independently of leagues and teams. So now new interim CEO, Malika Underwood, she has been with One Team since September of 2020. She joined as Senior Vice President of Licensing. She is also very well regarded in the licensing world. So now she takes over from Ahmad Nassar. And so you want to continue to keep your eye on one team partners. Let's move on. You know, we talk a lot about the buzz of Formula One, but NASCAR is quietly having a very nice year as well, and it's looking to change its schedule and presentation and make an impact in big cities. SBJ's Adam Stern reported that NASCAR is getting closer to announcing a new Cup Series, a street race, a street race in Chicago that would run next year. That would bring a lot of energy to that Chicago market and be a real shot in the arm to NASCAR's schedule. Let's move on to the NFL because Commissioner Roger Goodell will make an appearance virtually in front of a House committee on Wednesday. And that House committee has given Commander's owner Dan Snyder until this morning, Monday morning, to reconsider his refusal to testify on the hearings about the team's workplace and culture issues. Snyder declined the committee's invitation to appear at the hearing. He cited issues of fundamental fairness and due process. But the committee is still giving Snyder until today to reconsider. They said he could testify virtually at Wednesday's hearing. But all eyes will be on Roger Goodell on Wednesday as he will make an appearance virtually in front of a House committee. So we have a lot going on in the sports world. Golden State Warriors have their championship parade in San Francisco today. Tonight we have Game 3 of the Stanley Cup Final on ABC. And Thursday night, like I mentioned, the NBA Draft airs on ABC and ESPN. So a busy week in sports business. We will be with you every step of the way. And so that is your morning buzzcast for Monday, June 20th. I'm Abe Madcore. Hope everybody's a great start to their work week. Stay healthy. Be good to each other. I'll speak to you tomorrow. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.